just trust me, okay? This is Michael, and I am back with our next sports episode with none other than Cyrus Bagri. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back. So glad you're back. And Lizzo, producer Lizzo, how are you? Good evening, Michael. Good evening again. You're still here. We're all still alive. No bloodbaths. <laughs> so let's move on to the Masters. So this says, burden being Mr. Matsuyama was lifted at the you Masters. Got, you nailed it. So, Very nice. Yes. So what's going on? What do we know, Liz? Well, let me just start off with the Masters. The Masters signifies the start of spring Hello, and, friends. and the start of <laughs> tanning season for me. Because, she is a bronze queen. <laughs> so that's typically the... It's and it's happened like this, this. is. It's the beginning of the time of year when Cyrus needs to put sunblock on his head. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're past that point. Oh but gosh! In previous days, I used to lay out in my backyard and bring a TV outside and actually wow. watch the Masters okay. while laying out in the sun. All right. And it's just something that I have always done this year because of certain circumstances that I won't get into. I did not get my. Typical master's suntan. Oh my lord! <laughs> when you think of when you hear the word extra, just envision Lizzo. That's, <laughs> that's that's where we're at with that. So, what are your thoughts on the masters this year? Yes. So, getting to the masters, I thought I was able to watch kind of on and off pretty much for the entire last round, and uh, I found it. Well, it wasn't as compelling as it has been in the past. But I missed the compelling part of it the day before, when uh, Matsuyasu—is that how you pronounce Matsuyama. it? Matsuyama. 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 Not Mitsubishi. Yeah. Matsuyama. When Matsuyama, when they had the uh, rain delay, from which I read in the news, they had a, about an hour rain delay, and uh, he was the only person able to sink putts. The the greens had softened up, and. Uh, he was hitting the putts. Everybody else was leaving things short. So yeah. he got a chance to catch up. And then he just was so far gone on Sunday that he just played his game and yeah. didn't have to play anybody else's game. And that's what you want to do on a Sunday, Sunday at the Masters. Yep. Is You don't want pressure. You don't want to get in your head. Yeah. because, And it's reported that he could make over a billion dollars from this Masters win. Man. What? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, golfers golfers make a lot of money. I did my research. That's a lot of money. Yeah, even if in you're not ja- winning, you get a lot Japan, of money. In Japan, and he's actually has good English. Uh, I heard an interview today on Tony Kornheiser with Steve Sands. He actually has good English, but chose not to be insulting to the English language and used a translator during his interview. Interesting. Uh huh. Okay. Very interesting. Well, he's earned nearly $35 million on the course in his PGA Tour career and over $2 million alone for his first Augusta Triumph. But true to his non-flashy nature, he still drives a minivan. No way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Here's the story during the rain, delay at the, oh, Masters on, the rain delay at the Masters on Saturday. He didn't go. He went into his car and started playing with his phone for an hour. Wow. Uh-huh. That's just cr- stayed in his head. And, that's so crazy. And that's... Well, it says he won by one stroke over yeah. Will Zalatoris on Sunday. So he was ahead at five by at yeah, the he most. Had, he and had a decent lead. He had a decent wow. lead, and kind of as everyone does towards the end, kind of had yeah. a little rough time. Yeah, there's and, and the reason 
golfers get paid so much is because it is very hard to do. Um, I don't know how much golfing you've done, Liz. So I, when I was living in North Carolina, there was a small par three course next to my house and you would pay like one or two dollars and you'd leave it at the at the little front gate that they had they didn't even have anybody working there you just left your money at the gate and then proceeded to play because it was a par three and and i i would go there a lot and i got good enough to where i could i could do well on that course um and i don't even know what it is liz i can't remember if it's a hook or a slice but i would have to angle myself almost almost out of bounds and then hit the ball so that it would and I couldn't ever fix it uh but golf is so hard and I remember I thought I had gotten good enough to want to go to an actual golf course but it was so intimidating <laughs> oh, yeah it's very intimidating that I did not want to go it just was like man, you just want to have I, your own <laughs> well if I went there I'm afraid all of these guys would be like making fun of me <laughs> and like I'd be like trying to hurry up and get right. out of their way and oh, it, it's yeah. just such an intimidating thing I couldn't imagine doing and there's it there's so much talk about you know, unwritten rules and oh, all yeah. that stuff. There's so many unwritten rules and like you have to, you have to stick your tea in a certain I'd way. I'd be you lost. Have to, yeah. Yeah. You have to, yeah. You don't want to stick out. Yeah. You don't yeah. want to look like the obvious no, you one. Do not, yeah. not, not on the golf course. It's just such You're an like, intimidating place. Oh, I'm here place. all the time. Yeah. What's up? And, <laughs> I know what's, what's going up? on. Yeah. <laughs> and back when I was in my male days, I did play a little golf. And I, I did go to some nice golf courses for work and yeah. stuff. I was terrible. But it was. You but know, you had fun. Well, I was drinking. Yeah, the whole time, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That was a well, lot of fun. More to the point of what you said earlier, though, which is pretty amazing. It says that because he's the first Japanese player to win a men's golf major, he could earn six hundred million in endorsements. Oh, yeah. in total over the rest of his life. Mm. So I mean, he that's won't look insane. Like a race car driver, yeah. with barring yeah. any career-ending injury or scandal, yeah. he would say that the Masters win is easily worth six hundred mil. So I mean, that's. That's incredible. Could you imagine winning and you just know now I'm set? Yeah, he's set. What do you? I mean, what do you think about some of the other people in the in the in the field? Well, was it Justin Rose that had the lead early on? Um, He had he had a lead on both Thursday and Friday, I think it was. Uh, And and looked looked it was the it was the Thursday that he looked unbelievable. And then the first round on Friday, oh, yeah. uh, just and, and that's but that's golf. You can look so good one day, and then the next day look like you're an amateur and, and look like you have no clue what you're doing. And they said the greens were like really fast, yep. R- very very fast greens. Uh, now I know a thing about putting here. So we used to go. There was a place in Newport News, uh, and it was a play around golfing games. And me and three of my buddies, shout out Adam Triplett, went to went to grab. Yeah. Yes, so did. we would go to this putt putt place, and we would all put twenty dollars on the line, mm-hmm. and we would play three rounds. I still we went so much that I could I could draw you the entire putt putt course if I had to. That's and awesome. So we're at this putt putt place, and you know it's just twenty dollars on the line, but we treated it like we were the masters, and we had a jacket. <laughs> so we had a trophy and a jacket. That's and great. Whoever won, oh, whoever won last week would come in, and we'd give it to the guy in front and say, "Here, hold this," and then we take our it. jacket I off, love it. and we're like screaming and shouting during the match oh. and these little kids are like you know people are on right. dates and we're just having like we're, we're playing the masters yeah uh, so i know a I thing or two about putting i definitely yeah. miss tiger woods in the tournaments and they seemed like it just matters more it's kind of like the ncaa this is kind of like the ncaa tournament yeah. without duke and kentucky no tiger woods really really kind of made it not as fun um, I know this is we're going to go off script here, but uh, there was obviously everyone knows Tiger Woods was in a in a yep, bad yep. car accident. Yep. Um, a buddy of mine has a little bit of controversy here, conspiracy theory, uh, because the the 
you know, we saw the outcome of the accident, right. but there, the police initially were very hesitant on sending out the accident report and what yes, caused the yes. accident. And then, and then finally they sent it out and it was, he was just speeding. And like 80 miles. Yeah. Like something yeah, he, double was going, the limit. he was like going double the limit. Yeah. yeah. Like that's, and so yeah. one of my friends has a conspiracy that, you know, he's, he's a golfer that's had a lot of surgery that maybe he was taking oxy or something like that. And oh was, yeah, we totally, we yeah, talked about wow. that in our entertainment we wrap totally, up. Okay, okay. That's what our you speculation guys, you guys was too. Then, oh yeah. yeah. We agreed with that same thought process because it was very hinky the way it was very whole handled. strange. Yep. Yeah. Very interesting. And with Ty, a celebrity like Tiger Woods, yeah. uh, everything I mean, with him cool. is handled strangely though. So <laughs> it really I mean, is. come it, on. It yeah. really is. And I'll just leave the masters with this. My favorite, my favorite golfer, Roy McIlroy didn't make the cut. I know. I love that man too. Yeah. I love I'm with his you. curly yes. hair. Did, oh. did he hit? I, I didn't see it, but did he? I, oh, I feel he, like I heard about it. Did he hit his dad with what, a golf ball? What Sand said on Tony Kornheiser was that he just was not hitting his, his long game yeah. was out. He's yeah. got a huge long game. Yeah. Well, I like what it says. A Rory reset is needed. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, it says that he was not that far off, that bringing in Pete Cowan to help him before the Masters might be a quick fix to help straighten out his game, and that the lower expectations might mean an easy path to contention at the only major he has failed to win. Nope. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I lo- he's got such... Oh, gosh. He's a cutie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Rory. Besides that, yes. So, we're going to go ahead and take a break, and we'll be right back. Word, I pull the trigger long, grip my teeth, spray to every nigga's gone. Got my block sewn on my dope spot. Last thing I sweat. So- Welcome back. So we were just talking about golf. Now let's go ahead and switch off a little bit. I believe of all the sports he's played, he probably played golf as well. <laughs> Deion Sanders, he is talking. Time, time. <laughs> he's he's talking about the fact that there's plenty of other players that want to coach too. Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, etc. What are your thoughts here on this? Well, anytime Deion Sanders is doing anything, it's always interesting. Uh, is it always to the max? It's always it's to the, the max. max. <laughs> it's to is that, the, that's a redundant statement, right? 11. Deion Sanders and Max, those are the same. Always, always. Yeah. Um, and, and of course, this made this made major headlines uh, because, I mean, who, you know, there's no one more famous than Deion Sanders. And he, and he started, co- he went to coach a uh, historically black college or university at HBCU. Right. Um, and, and it was interesting, too, around the same time, there has been a big a big pool for basketball players to go play at HBCUs. And so HBCUs have kind of been on the rise, and, and this has no doubt helped a little bit. Um, but but I, I see a lot of credence to this. I, I would feel like a lot of ex-NFL players – um, especially big time ex NFL players like Deion Sanders or you know as you mentioned Ray Lewis um, would want to coach, uh, and I feel like they would be able to coach, especially at a smaller school like this. I mean, who would not want somebody like that at their school? They could definitely you know do a lot with recruiting, yeah. and it's it's something for the bigger conferences to potentially think about as because of the you know they're required to I believe interview you know coaches of yeah. you know potential coaches of color as well yeah i'm sure the sec alum the alabama alumni will love that a yeah. lot yeah. but uh i think it's it's great for the sport i think player coaches who were players who were famous bring credence to it you don't want to 
I don't like to see all these little white crusty little <laughs> white men <laughs> coaching this coaching you know a team a, a team that's predominantly African American yeah. and mm-hmm. and the head coaching job you know there's nothing I mean it just seems to be a white controlled kind of a thing but so. do we think necessarily that just because you're good at a sport means that you also can translate that over to being an excellent coach I don't think sometimes so right sometimes yes sometimes yeah, no it, and just, it just depends and it's hit and miss you start um, do either of you have a good example of someone yeah. that tried to transition yeah. over and it was a failure so Magic Johnson tried to coach at one point and I, his his coaching tenure if I remember correctly I may be wrong it was unbelievably short like 12 <laughs> games or something like this and like he was like I'm, and a half yeah, minutes. I'm yeah, done right, right. Uh, th- now there's a theory that it would be it's very difficult for someone who was very good like Magic Johnson like Michael Jordan Larry Bird for someone who was very good and sometimes the sport just came naturally to them for oh, them to now right. teach somebody you're right I can who, see that and, and, and it can be you know Larry Bird coach at the, at the Pacers yeah, yeah he owns part of the Pacers uh-huh. so, and, and uh, he talked about how he struggled a little bit with that because he could just do it yeah, yeah he, would, he wouldn't have to explain certain things he just knew to He's do like, why it. don't you just do that? Yeah, yeah. And so there, there have been in, in the NBA, it's happened quite a bit. And I think, I think it's a little bit different with the NFL because there's so many specialty coaches. Like an NFL, right. yeah, an NFL player will go on to be like a wide receiver coach or something like that. So do you think that there's something to that where it's like if somebody can't really possess all the talents that they would if they were going to play that sport, they would be the best one to go to because they would know what they would do if they had those talents. If you look at the successful coaches, they are the nerdy ones, the ones that couldn't actually have the, right. have the athletic the little five foot two coach. <laughs> you five, should be doing this. The little five foot two coach. But he got to play on like his varsity high school team because he yeah. was smarter than everybody yeah. else. Yeah, and used he knew make- all the odds. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of really good coaches that will. So in some instances, there's a lot of really good coaches that instead of playing, uh, for example, in college, will instead be a graduate assistant, right. and they will learn a lot from from starting off very low and kind of work their way up. I think there's also there has to be. So think about work or anything that we do as human beings. Right. If we are confident, we naturally are better at it. And so you think about somebody who is more confident than Deion Sanders. Oh, God. And so it doesn't oh matter. God. It so doesn't of matter. He's there to amp everyone. It up. doesn't matter if yeah. he's right or wrong. If you are a young 20 year old at, at school and Deion Sanders says something, you're going to believe it and you're going to yeah. do what he tells I'm you to do. I'm doing this. Yeah. yeah, I can so, do it too. I always say sometimes it's better to be consistent than to be right. And he can, he'll be consistent. <laughs> he will be for very sure. consistent. Yeah. Consistently yeah. cheering you on. Yes, yes. So I don't know. I, I, and, and it's. Uh, it's the whole thing is interesting because, and I don't know very much about this, but I think they're pl- they, I know that they're playing now. A lot of the a lot of the smaller schools are playing now and did not have a season uh, during the normal football season, uh, and and I, I think he's already had some success at Jackson State. So I, th- I think, but I think it's great. It brings some notoriety to some of the smaller schools that mm-hmm. don't have the budget. They got kind of cut out during yeah. because, like the SEC schools, all they played were was in conference, yeah. and so they. I mean, that was their paycheck and so the smaller anything, schools really struggle anything to bring any more fans yeah. to those smaller schools is yeah. i think is a good thing and, and i can certainly see it being a trend where there will be more pro like like prominent figures like Deion sanders uh coaching so so we've talked about players that maybe it doesn't always mean that they can transition successfully from being a player to being a coach but if you're really good and animated at being a player and being present as whatever athlete you are does that also mean you could be a really good host of jeopardy 
Because that's what we're finding out with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I haven't seen any of this. I, I've been this, dying to. It's hilarious to me because apparently the only reason this happened was he made an off-the-cuff comment where he's like, oh my god, I love Jeopardy! And they're like, done. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Come on! So now he's on Jeopardy yeah. hosting, and what's funny is there's been so many predecessors of this guest hosting position now that have been kicked out left and right as they're trying to fill it. So how odd is it that the most suited one apparently is a football player who can't put his foot in his mouth because yeah, apparently yeah. everyone else is too busy running their mouth. He's yeah. supposedly the biggest <laughs> asshole of them all. I've uh, heard that yeah. and it's so uh, sad too. What was it? His his brother was on uh, Bachelor um, a few years ago and, and had some like quite a lot to say about how he is no longer really close to the family or anything. Oh, and, Aaron himself. Uh huh. Yep. Oh yep, gosh. Yep. Uh, and there's been yeah, there's just been a lot of stuff in regards to to his personal life and and what kind of you know individual he is. Um, but it's it's funny though. As an offshoot to this though, I noticed that they also do not necessarily approach all former players who had some clout even to go into commentating. Yeah. So does that mean that just because like you see Romo that nobody even wants to deal with? Apparently they love him yeah, as a commenter. Yeah. Oh God, so, yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's though. awesome. He's, he's awesome. Really good. And I'm someone who who you know I did not like Romo at all when he was playing. Oh, but the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. How, could you, how could you like him? And, and now now I love him as a commentator. Yeah. Yeah, it, Troy Aikman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just have this it factor. And it's people so funny you. you bring up Troy Aikman. Do you know that there is a huge surge on his Twitter account because he just posted a picture of himself with a group that he's on a boat. He is ripped to shit, <laughs> and he's like fifty something years I can, old. I can see that. And yeah. they, they posted it. He posted it very casually. Yeah. Of course, everyone's focus was holy shit. Look he's, at that. He body. still looks really, really young. I mean, he, he, yeah, he, he really does. does. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's he incredible. Takes souls like I do. <laughs> It probably does. But, yeah, I think it's interesting because they also have, even in basketball, who are some of the most notable that transitioned out of being a player and into being a commentator? Well, Reggie Miller and and Chris Webber come to mind. Uh, And we saw Reggie Miller in some of the Wendy's commercials for for March Madness. (laughs) Oh, God, yes. Um, Mark Jackson. March Madness is over. You're so over Yeah, you've seen seen all those commercials and you're like, oh, my goodness. Um, Charles Barkley is is Charles very. Yeah. Everyone yeah. loves yeah. him as a commentator. He's my favorite. Yeah. Yes. And, and he's he, so humongous too. And he'll say he'll <laughs> say what he wants to say, and he doesn't care if you are upset his, at his opinion or not. He's not afraid to take risks. And, and it see, works I'm for not him. a big NBA fan, so I don't see a lot of him on the he's NBA fun. shows. He's but when so he comes fun. to the NCAA yeah. shows, oh my god, I love him. Uh, I think the the NBA show that he that he's hosted now with Kenny Smith and Ernie Johnson and, and Shaq will do it too uh has won multiple Gotta Grammys. Love Shaq. They're, they're just such a fun <laughs> they're such a fun group. Um, <laughs> but but he, he Charles Barkley is very, very fun. I think there was um a rumor of him being and I don't know if it happened or not, but I think there was rumors of him being offered the Monday night football uh job and he turned it down. Who? Charles Barkley. Really? Yeah, just because he's so well-liked that they wanted wow. him on Monday Night Football. Wow, really? Yeah. That is pretty yeah. interesting. He, I, I really I really like him. Of course, when he played for Auburn, I hated him. I've seen, I've seen him play 
basketball. You, you saw play live? Very both cool. college and pro. Very now, cool. because I'm from Very Salt cool. Lake, the only two basketball players that I really care about are who, Cyrus? Carl Malone and John Stockton. There we there go. We and go. <laughs> you never see them anymore. Well, that's because they're not playing anymore. <laughs> no, I'm saying you don't see them anywhere. Nobody wants to even have well, them comment well, on Stockton anything. John Stockton has always been kind of a quiet guy. And Carl Malone is a country, and he's kind of like. John Stockton go. works for Stockton, Stockton, Stockton. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay, well, since, since we're going to be really brief on this, let's go ahead and talk one thing that I know both of you care about the most, the NHL. <laughs> so, NHL trade deadline, 2021 winners, losers, Capitals, Red Wings make last-minute splash. Do you have any opinion on hockey? And is the bigger question, why does anyone care about hockey? Go Caps. <laughs> Well, me and my son were the big winners over spring break because for $5, we were able to purchase NHL 1994, which was a game that I played when I was a kid. Uh, on uh, the Sega? Well, yeah, uh, yes, Sega. but they had it on PlayStation. Yes, have you played NHL 1994? Did you make Gretzky's nose? No, no, no. <laughs> and, and I forgot, you know, you forget how bad video game graphics used to be and whatnot. Oh, so yeah. We played for about a day and it got our money's worth out of it. And that's the extent of my... My hockey knowledge, I Which think. is why that's also the extent of that segment. There so we'll go. be right back after these messages. Welcome back. So now let's go ahead and cut to our favorite part. And I believe this is going to be a thriving segment because what can we always count on with athletes who maybe were forced into education just so they could get picked up by a major team, but are constantly wanting to be reckless in life. So the legal segment. So (laughs) here's where we go. Let's go ahead and talk about former Kansas City Chiefs assistant Britt Reed charged felony DWI. We just finished talking about someone else who also shouldn't be behind the wheel, Tiger. You know that you can afford a fucking driver. So what are your thoughts with all of these types of charges? Because to me, it's ludicrous. What are you doing driving yourself anyway? You've got plenty of money. This this has to be tough because... Um, and I don't, I don't know how many kids Andy Reid has, but um, I, I think it was over a decade ago now. His one of his sons committed suicide. Um, if, if I'm right, I believe. Well, this is this is Kansas City Chiefs assistant right, coach right, right. Britt Reid. But but a decade ago, Andy Reid's son. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, this gotcha, happened, gotcha, this gotcha, happened gotcha, a decade gotcha, ago. Gotcha, committed gotcha. suicide. Right. Uh, and and oh yeah, Reid, the son of Chiefs coach Andy Reid. Sir, oh I'm sorry, that's for so this they, one. Both yeah. both of his and I don't know if he has more than more than two sons, but both of his sons and and it was kind of well documented that his son that committed suicide a decade ago or so uh, went through all kinds of uh, struggles and issues. Oh yeah, and, I'm and, sure. And yeah, I'm sure yeah. being the I'm being the son of a coach who's 24 seven. Yeah, football coach and probably never home. Yeah, yeah, is, is tough. And I it's mean, and it's weird too. And it's kind of tough for the for the NFL fan because Andy Reid is such a such a lovable that uh, sucks. casual so one son does person. that and now his other son's doing I, this. I get a little yeah. nervous. That's so sad. Yeah. I'd be a little nervous around Andy Reid. I'm afraid he'd eat me. But not. <laughs> <laughs> what about the guy um, when when. Uh, when he first got to Kansas City, and there would be a guy in the stands, and every game he would dress like Andy Reid, and he looked just like Andy oh, Reid, and, and he had the little piece, and he had the uh, the Waffle House menu. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
And of course, Andy Reid at the beginning of COVID had all kinds of mask issues where he, he went from like uh, uh, the face shield and it would fog up and he couldn't see anything. He had all kinds of uh, face mask well, issues. And the more tragic part of this story, too, yeah. is it wasn't just that he got a DWI yeah. and it was just involving him. He slammed into two vehicles yeah. on the side of a highway entrance ramp yeah. near the NFL training complex. So, I mean, I think there was a five year old girl. Yes, injuring was, a five year old yeah. Ariel oh, Young. That's where they found came from. Then. Another yeah. child inside of one of the cars. Holy yeah. cow. Yeah. yeah. Now, I don't think any, I think the five year old girl was in critical condition and is doing better now, I think. Um, but yeah, just a messy, terrible situation. But I have to tell you from personal experience, no matter how much money I had, yeah. if I was going to get behind the wheel, I was going to do it. I, it's just a part of the disease. Yeah, yeah. It is, but I mean, yeah, because I mean, right here it says, previously said Reed admitted to investigators to having had, <laughs> this is my favorite thing that all alcoholics say, two or three drinks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I only had two or three. <laughs> two or three drinks. Two or three drinks. It's like, no, 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 honey, two or three bottles. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> well, and it stinks too because he yeah. was he was coaching and he was oh, like with, maybe making his way up to the coaching lab. Yeah. With prescribed Adderall. Oh, wow. Oh, that's, yeah. oh, that yeah. sounds like a Liz yeah. cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> He was, he was having a good time. It's too bad. Oh, I, I, Adderall is like my used to be my hobby. I just can't believe that it's it's so tragic, so especially tragic. when but it's yeah. when they haven't. But it's like you said, though, it's part of the disease. I do get that, but it's like at what point is it going? Okay, you know what? You struggle with drinking. We're gonna go ahead and just put one of those systems in your car. You got to breathe well, into it. What, <laughs> well, it just goes to state. At what point do they start doing that? Really, to every car? Why not? Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm glad that you bring that up because the only thing I can ever come up with is that clearly they only care more about the money that they get off of the DWIs because obviously we could make it a law across the board to go ahead and put that in everyone's car that before you're driving, you have to boop, you start your car, you turn the key, and then you breathe into something. They could easily do that. Haven't but they do not. That. They no. do not because why? It's a billion dollar industry. I know. Yeah. It's it's a business. Yeah. Yeah. It's but, a business. Especially when you have judges and attorneys that are now the investors in the jails sure. that people are and going the to. And investors in the rehab centers. Come yeah. on now. Yeah. Come yeah. on. So, in other news, who do you think we're about to talk about? My guess is Deshaun Watson. Yes. So we have a summary slash lawsuits. Okay. So summary of lawsuits against Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun. Watson. So he's got multiple occasions in 2020. I think that you already noted too that it was oh it was inappropriate behavior and sexual assault by over 22 women. Yeah, it's ugh. well, and this is this has been tough because if if you've followed it, it started off with five women and then ten women and then fifty, and it this just is, kept growing and growing. This is the list. Accuse him of a range of actions during massage appointments over the past year, yeah. from refusing to cover his genitals to forced oral sex. Forced. Watson has denied the allegations in lawsuits, which do not name any of the women, clearly. A summary of the alleged behavior, according to the lawsuits, multiple occasions in 2020, March 30th, 2020, at the plaintiff's home in Texas. The plaintiff has run a massage therapy business since 2018. Um, she's gone ahead to say that he went ahead and he wasn't re- wasn't going to cover himself up. I mean, where does it end with this self-righteous behavior that you just I get to treat people how you want to? But at the same point, she the the, the massage therapist can say we, we're not going to do we're not going to work for you anymore. Yeah. 
Uh, the, there's uh, the another first one. Instant, why did you take multiple? Well, April 19th, 2020. Another one says, she says, when he rolled over onto his back, he had an erection and repeatedly touched her hand uh, with his penis, then ejaculated, leaving the woman confused and mortified, the lawsuit uh, states. I mean, that's <laughs> that's a lot that, going yes. on. That's a lot. And yeah, and I mean, there, there ought to be criminal charges, the, to be honest with you. The whole thing, and, and you know, we... We talked even just before we started, Liz, about the this soap opera that sports is. And oh, how yeah. crazy. Yes. So the whole thing has been kind of crazy because Deshaun Watson wanted to leave the Texans and he wanted to go to another team. And right after all of that is when these allegations started. And the Texans have slowly, even today, I think they they are like slowly erasing their relationship, obviously, with Deshaun Watson. But it's it's tough because... Deshaun Watson coming out of Clemson um, had so many good things said about him and, and was was seemingly such a high character individual and had you know all these great stories of things that he had done outside the Houston area and inside the Houston area and so it's really it's tough to hear all this stuff. Pow- power corrupts and absolute power yeah. corrupts absolutely. Yeah. And that's and with the kind of money he's making, yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. And I, you you wonder what things get covered up at the Clemsons and the sure, Alabamas sure. because they're both of them are in small towns. Yeah, yeah. And both of them, I mean, people don't yeah. talk. My my gullible self, and I've already... <laughs> As you, you said. Know, I, yeah, I'm, I'm... No, there's no way that he did any of that. Yeah, and then another, another accusation comes out. No, there's no way. And, and, I mean, it's just... It's tough. 22. I know. <laughs> 22. Maybe, maybe there's something yeah, to this. Yeah, there might be something to it. Um... So, so now he is he is you know said that he is innocent he is planning on fighting it I believe the judge said recently that his side can get, force the names to come out um, mm. and, and so I don't discovery is a powerful thing it yeah. is and that's sad and, that's sad yeah. well I mean it's you've got. Well, before we cut out of this episode, and this will be like I said the first in a series, so stay tuned. We're going to also be posting. Um, the ability for you guys to contact out to us directly on new pages that are coming up. We appreciate your support. Hashtag just trust me. Okay. Cyrus will be available to be reached through emails and stuff like that too, for questions or things like that. So we're going to end on a high note, how intervention helps save Vance Johnson's destructive life. So um, do you guys, either of you have familiarity with Vance Johnson? He leans in real close right up against his Zoom screen and yanks his left sleeve up. His shirt says, own your sobriety. And he is owning his sobriety right now. Can you see this? So he's apparently been saved. Thank God for that. I know Vance Johnson. I did not know he had any issues, though. The former Broncos receiver, part of the famed Three Amigos of the John Elway era uh-huh. Denver teams, is holding up his forearm where he there's a horrific scar in the shape of a C, and he's talking about his destructive behavior and his past, and that now he is able to actually overcome a lot of what has happened because of an intervention that saved his life. Okay. So, I mean, this just brings to question how many players are suffering in silence, just like we see those in music, those that are in theater and acting and stuff like this, that they're, they're told, you know what, go ahead, you're going to have to keep doing whatever you're doing because all we care about is winning the game. Yeah. How often are we seeing that? Well, in football especially, it's it's uh, there was actually, I think it happened on Friday, there was a... a Ex-NFL player, um, his last name was Phillips. His name escapes me. Uh, in South Carolina, 
killed five people, including himself. Oh, right. And anytime, anytime something like that happens, also with pro wrestling, it goes right to CTE King, and, yeah. and how, yeah, and how much of an effect <laughs> that has on the mind. Uh, and this has been a, a huge talking point for the NFL the past, you know, fifteen even longer than that, but really came to light the past fifteen years. Will Smith even did a movie uh, uh-huh. on it recently. Um, but yeah, this has been a. How many big... times have you had your bell rung? Well, I, I know, I know, I've been prescribed with three concussions in my, in my lifetime, and even you know, and I, I'm not that old, but I can remember. I actually have a scar over my left eye. Uh, we were playing tab in basketball, our big rivals, mm-hmm. and I got an elbow to the to the eye and was bleeding and had to get some butterfly stitch. And I knew I was concussed. Uh-huh. And back then it was here. Let me stitch you up real quick, and you can go right back on in. Right, and I, and I, right. And there was no there was no trainer or yeah, anything. Put some Windex on it. Yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> right. it's, it's interesting if you go to any high school in the area, um, there is a trainer there twenty four seven. Uh, if you are playing a sport and you hit your head and you show any signs of any, if you say my head is hurting, you're now coming, you're coming out of the game and you're going to be evaluated. All of my players. Did you tell them your head was hurting? Um, well, I was bleeding all down my face, so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they knew. Um, but, like, but there fine, was, but there, well, there was no trainer back then. It was, it was. Yeah, right. I played soccer, yeah, and yeah, just, your head's waiting, so you can't play because it's obvious you have to use your head yeah, in soccer. Right, but. right. And, True. And, and so my players will take a concussion test before before uh, the season, and they'll. It's a good baseline test. Oh, an hour okay, that's test smart. On, on yep. the computer right. where you're getting a baseline, and then if they are to get a concussion, they have to go through a concussion wow. protocol and sit out. And and then eventually pass that baseline test again. So in youth sports, uh, it has it, it has seen its a, not effect, but but they're they're trying to better it and, and make it so that this is not a problem anymore. Um, the NFL has gone to extensive stages to try and fix this problem. Uh, less and less people have been playing football because of the fears well, that surround sui- us. You've heard, you know, the suicides in the past due to, to brain damage. Yeah. People have been blo- like shooting themselves in the Junior chest. Junior Seau comes to mind, a, a really good uh-huh. linebacker for the San Diego Chargers back in the day and committed suicide uh, mm. after he and, had played. It's, and it, didn't shoot yourself in the head because they wanted the head to be available for, for all testing. Yeah, it's it's yeah, interesting yeah. to see yep. a lot of these stories are starting to come to light and be turned into films, are starting yeah. to really get a lot more attention because they were all very cloak and dagger back in the day. Sure. But I yep. think the biggest problem was that the coaches were just looking at the players and just saying, just trust me, okay? <laughs> Have a good night. <laughs>